morning and welcome to Breakfast with the Beat. I am your host, Johnny Goodtimes. Joining me is my sidekick. Hello, hello, hello. I'm Dr. Eisenberg. Good morning, Johnny. Good morning. Good morning, Big Mix. Also, good morning. What's up? Johnny. Yes, maybe. Yes. Australian researchers this week are reporting an 11% increase in plant life over their desert regions due, as far as they can tell, specifically to rising carbon dioxide levels in the atmosphere. So plants have more to breathe, so they they travel. Well, no, they uh, they just uh, increase, I, they multiply. I understand they don't literally travel. Well, they they blow on the wind, well, they spore. Okay, they fine, they literally travel. Fine. Yeah, or 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 they get eaten by herbivores, and the seeds get pooped out. What I'm saying is they're going to new places. Uh, yeah, they're multiplying. Yeah, it's the it's the flip side of the whole, you know, burning fossil fuels, putting things in the air. Plants, they suck in CO2. You do that enough, you get the turnaround. They start to make a comeback. Uh, it's like, yeah. oh, this atmosphere is... It's like the giant bugs we talked about no, earlier this God, year. Oh, God, no, not the giant bugs. You know, in prehistory, when the atmosphere was so CO2 rich that everything was lush, and you had you had flies the size of pterodactyls. I'm familiar with the giant bugs. I'm, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, God, good luck with those, everyone. Fuck off. It's, it's kind of cool, though. You know, it's, it's not just, you know, bad, 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 irradiated planet, you know, desert Mars style, right? Well, yeah. You know, it's it's potentially pretty cool. Oh, shit. Yeah, well, you knock out our rainforest, we're going to take your deserts. Yeah, because, you know, we were using them. Well, right. no, we weren't, so... It actually works out pretty well. Yeah, yeah. go for it, plants. So, I mean, these are these are early preliminary studies, but uh, it's it's neat. Keep an eye yeah, on no, that. I mean, like, for all we know, they're just having a really good year. But, yeah, no, I mean, keep an eye on it. Keep an eye on it. Well, no, it's tracked data over the course of the last 30 years. So, well, that's like one year for a tree. That's like nothing to a tree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They work on a more, you know, cosmic time scale than us. Yeah, yeah. Ant language is really slow, and you hasty folk are not to be trifled with. Well, I don't know. Trees take a good long time to lean over if the sun is somewhere else, you know? That's true. It's kind of cool. Like, yeah. uh, a tree will be like, oh, there's better light over there. I'm going to lean towards that. And then ten years later, yeah, it's it's growing on like onto your deck. Yeah, suddenly my idea isn't so crazy. Sure, fine, okay, whatever. <laughs> That's all I got. All you got, okay. What's then, going on, Johnny? Uh, plant revenge, apparently. Yeah, yeah very little else. Uh, yeah, I um, I don't want to talk about Ben Affleck. I don't care. I don't either. It's you know? dumb. There are a lot of bad reasons to complain about Ben Affleck, like how he sucks. Yeah. But there's also a lot of good reasons to complain, like, who the fuck is the guy who plays Superman? Are we trying to overshadow him? Um, maybe? I don't know. He doesn't seem to be great at it, so... Listen, here's a spoiler alert for that movie everyone was freaking out about this week. It's gonna be dumb, and don't waste your money. Because it's gonna be dumb. No, Batman cannot... Like, this is the the bad movie Superman who, like... Busts up a whole city fighting one guy? Uh, yeah. Yeah, Batman will lose. Yeah. Or should lose. I mean, if it's realistic, Batman would die in, like, 30 seconds. So, you big fucking deal. The movie's gonna be dumb. It doesn't matter if you cast a shitty actor. It's gonna be dumb anyway. Yeah, because that movie's gonna have one gaping plot hole, which is, why don't you throw him into the sun? Yeah. Superman has Superman that option. can do that. It's, like, not even difficult for him. No. He can literally pick a dude up and throw him into the sun. Yeah, that is always an option when you're Superman. Yeah. I mean, the so. guy will be dead way before he gets there, but, you know, whatever. End result. 
Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> he'd suffocate on the trip, but... Well, he'd also burn up on, in the atmosphere. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, yeah, Batman dies like a hundred times in the process of getting killed, okay? Yeah. Yeah. There's no part of this that isn't stupid to begin with. Just don't go see the movie. Don't. You don't. You don't have to freak out about it. You don't have to worry about Ben Affleck sucking. You know what? Just don't go see it. Like, Fuck it. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy me some Batman, but I, I really feel like it is a fundamental flaw in the DC universe uh-huh. that Batman and Superman coexist in the same continuity. I feel like that is a big sticking point for me because one of them is ridiculous and the other one is Batman. Well, I don't have a problem with them living in the same continuity so much as. I feel like there's a, a, a tiered structure of responsibility, okay? Batman deals with the crazy asshole, you know, loonies who just wear silly costumes and don't have powers. Superman deals with the space gods. It's well, like they each have their responsibilities. When Superman fights the Joker, he just, like, punches his head off. That's not fair either. Yeah, no, but I'm saying if, if there are space gods coming around regularly enough that we need Superman, mm-hmm. if you're Batman, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. isn't your whole life going to seem ridiculous? Like, oh, hey, here I am beating up random thugs, and, oh, look, space gods. I am an insignificant fucking speck. Gotham on a cosmic time scale is nothing. But that's true anyway. That's true even without the space gods. Well, yeah, but you, you know, just, you it's just not put, shoved in your face as much. Yeah, it's, well, when yeah. it's getting shoved in your face, you're going to think about it more. Well, okay, but look, there's, there's, we can take this tiered structure further, okay? Superman, space gods, okay? Okay. Batman, murder clowns. Okay. Okay. Uh, regular policemen, regular thieves, okay? Okay. Um, garbage man, garbage. Um, cats, mice, uh, spiders, flies, okay? Every, every enforcement, uh, personnel level has an appropriate nemesis for their talents, okay? Well, yes. Yeah, yeah, the spider eating the fly provides a valuable service to the planet. You know, there's a, there's a, everyone has their job. Spider's not gonna do anything against a space god either. He's just, the flies are his job. Well, you know what? Yeah. The spiders don't come out all traumatized because their parents got killed. That's like the one, <laughs> those are like the one, it's like the one character who gets out of Charlotte's web unscathed That's are true. Charlotte's babies. That's true. Charlotte's babies are fine. Yeah. They're like, what's up? Yeah. We're a million spider babies. Let's party. Yeah. Did you know we can make balloons and fly in your face? We do now. Thanks, yeah. Charlotte Webb, for teaching us that thing that's, to be afraid of. It's a fun childhood lesson. Yeah. Yeah. Do we want to just do a topic? Uh, I think we always do a topic. Well, do um, we want to do one instead of talking about spiders talk anymore? about topics. Yeah, sure. Okay. I mean, you know, just uh, horrible, scary things. No more spiders. Okay. That is a 20. Even 20. Even 20? Okay. Natural 20? No, that's no, 210. it's 210s. Oh, well. Anyway. Uh, works of H.P. Lovecraft and Japanese tentacle porn. Well, so, thank God you found something that's not as scary as spiders. It's not. That's These things are awesome. <laughs> Submitted by Jeff Kearns in somewhere. Let's say the internet. All right. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, and Jeff. From question mark. A lot, of, a lot of people writing in from question mark this month. Well, cool. Yeah. You know, I'm okay with that. It's it's fun. I mean, it's tradition that you tell us your location, but you don't have to. You don't you have can, to. There's you no can rule. be from wherever. I fucked up and said his last name. So, yeah. you know, go find him. That guy's boss. <laughs> 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 
let's say he's from, uh, he wants to talk about Lovecraft. Let's say he's from Innsmouth. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, what's up? You probably are. Or Sarnath. He's probably having some trouble with his neighbors in either case. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Lo- Lovecraft and tentacle porn. All right. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like something needs to be nipped in the bud, okay? All right. All right. Japanese tentacle porn dates back to the early 19th century. Oh, yeah. No, I thought everyone knew that. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's, uh, there's, there's all kinds of, like, old, like, drawings and wood carvings and stuff. Sailors' wives, The dream of the fisherman's wife. It is hot as hell. <laughs> Uh, that's your opinion. But the point is, that almost a century prior to the works of H.P. Lovecraft, yeah. they're not related. No, they're Japanese definitely Japanese tentacle porn is not inspired by H.P. Lovecraft's, uh, also tentacly work. No, there was a lady yeah. getting some love from a sexy, sexy octopus. Okay, yeah, uh... <laughs> So if you're looking for a correlation there, that's not going to happen. Also, whenever Lovecraft uh, in any of his stuff has anything with tentacles, it's generally there's no trace of eroticism. Oh, no, no. Nobody gets laid in Lovecraft. Even when somebody mates with an elder god and makes a monster baby. It yeah. still feels like nobody's nobody wins. Yeah, no, none of his stories are are in any way sexy. There's no. there's not even really any love or romance. It's all just sadness and horror and fear and and uh, disillusionment and yeah, uh, cosmic insignificance. Yeah, see, yeah, and that shit shows up. Who cares about Gotham? Yeah, 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 and who cares about uh, getting fucked with a tentacle? I still would be averse to that. Well. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like... I mean, I don't want that to happen. Like, if I was into it, like, if I was like, okay, yeah, tentacle monster, fucking bring it on. Yeah, no, I'm all bent over over here. Whatever, then fine. You know, go nuts, tentacle monster. Well, but I'm not likely to say that, so... Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, but you can extend that to regular sex, okay? When what? you're staring down the gaping maw of a Shoggoth, yeah. uh, getting laid is not really uh, uh, first uh, on your list of priorities. No, no. So, whether you like fucking regular people or squid, that's that's going to be irrelevant. Yeah, no. Uh, like when I'm if, if a shoggoth is chasing me or whatever, mm-hmm. like yeah, there's a lot of places I'd rather be when that's happening. One of those places is probably somewhere else having sex. However, right, I'm not going to be consciously thinking that. I'm not going to be like, oh man. You know what would be better than this? Getting laid. Yeah. yeah. What's up? What? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not going to be saying that because yeah. I'm going to be going insane from yeah. having looked at it. Yeah, yeah. If there's a monster under an iceberg, you're not going to get a boner because you thought of Cat Dennings or something. No, not yeah. at all. No. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to be like, you know what this reminds me of because it's not going to fucking remind me of that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, that's that's the answer to that part, Jeff. Just there's no there's no link up. However, however, H.P. Lovecraft, awesome. Yes. Yeah. And and frankly, I mean, while there is no direct link between the origins of tentacle porn and the works of H.P. Lovecraft, uh huh. I feel like H.P. Lovecraft's work in general uh, uh, normalized the presence of tentacles in horror. You know. Uh, that's fair. And, you know, your early tentacle porn, it's all squids and octopi and stuff. Well, you know? and it, yeah, he made, he, uh, I think you're right in that he made it an extra level of creepy. Yeah. You know, you get adventure stories yes. with giant squids, you know, you're 20,000 leagues under the sea, uh, or, yes. um, 
your H Rider Haggard Sea Voyages, all that kind of yes, stuff. Yes. Yeah. But then, you know, he put the tentacles on some monsters. Right. And then, you know, it, it, Japan, as if in response, said, well, what if instead of fucking an octopus, you know, you're fucking some kind of tentacle monster? That's a fair correlation. Yeah. Because you yeah. can, you know, on the shoulders of giants, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he did look like Lurch, so. Lovecraft, I mean. That's, yeah. Yeah, okay. see, so, yeah. yeah. Right. Boom, puns. Um, um, alright, so I'll give you that correlation, yeah. and that later generations of, uh, uh, tentacle porn may have been, yeah. Yeah. Alright, yeah. that's fair. I mean, but, but Lovecraft, you know, he, a lot of his creatures, you know, simultaneously, just because he, it was always about weird secret forgotten histories and stuff. Right. It was anything that's coming to get us came from the stars, but also the sea. Well, they came from the stars originally, yeah, and then their ancient city sank under the sea. Well, yeah, because it, well, that's because that's it's, you know it's either a, a deep, deep down in like the North Pole or the South Pole, South Pole, uh, you know, where there's just no one there, yeah, or yeah, under the sea because anywhere else would have been. Found we already. would have noticed that by now. Exactly. Yeah. 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 He has to, in order to have these ancient cities that you can still go to, they have to be someplace where no one else ever went to. What I'm saying is, you know, he his his sort of twin themes were, you know, life originating in places where evolution went a completely different way. That's true. And life coming out of places where tentacles are, if nothing else, encouraged. Uh, yeah, yeah. And the great old ones uh, are often depicted as semi-aquatic. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Because those are two places where humans can't go. Yeah. So well, who knows what kind of horrible shit is just waiting for us. That's true. We know less about what's under Earth's oceans than we do about what's on the surface of the moon. Yeah, because... The moon's easy. Yeah, the moon's mm-hmm. right there. You can see it a lot. You know, I mean, well, you can also go up there, but I mean... Well, yeah, I mean, you can send a, a, a satellite with a nice camera to just uh, go around it real quick yeah. and take, uh, you know, full panorama, so... You send something down underwater, it's like... There's a lot hey, of shit down here. It's really dark and blurry. Yeah, and there's a lot of pressure. And, and the pressure is crushing the camera, yeah. Yeah. We did not plan this well, says the people who sent the, the camera down. Yeah. <laughs> we need we need James Cameron. Yeah. To, uh... I, I don't want to talk about James Cameron. I don't want to talk about James Cameron either. <laughs> yeah. Because James Cameron, I want to keep him and even his name and the thought of him uh-huh. as far away from Lovecraft as possible. Because if we mention the two of them together too often, mm-hmm. inevitably, yeah, James Cameron's Lovecraft movie, yeah, yeah, James Cameron's At the Mountains of Madness. Oh Christ, no! I mean, no. that's that's almost plausible, and I don't like it because I've seen uh, what's that movie with the blue people? Avatar. The, the, no, the, I was going to say the Smurfs too, Boosh. but. <laughs> But Avatar Smurfs 2, same basic movie. Yeah. I mean, you know. And because, you know, the Smurfs 2 has the bad Smurfs or whatever. <laughs> and they're like the humans. They're yeah. like Jake Sully. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> See, it's like. It's, you got the Smurfs and the Soggies. And, uh, yeah, the they, Soggies. Yeah, and, they, uh, they ruin uh, the Smurf- Cavity Creeps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they ruin the Smurf Berry Crunch cereal. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what happens in that movie. Well, like in Avatar, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, the point is that. What I was getting at originally <laughs> is that Lovecraft has been notoriously difficult to adapt to film. Uh-huh. I mean... That's true. There's there's never been a successful Lovecraft film. No, I mean, there have been some smaller ones, and there have been some that have succeeded as weird stylistic experiments. 
Like, there was a, a Call of Cthulhu movie just yeah. a few years ago. Yeah. But the gimmick of it was it was a silent film adaptation made right after the book came out. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't really. Uh-huh. It was made a few years ago by some dudes who got some either some old cameras or a filter for their video editing software. Oh, like that was the idea. Okay. Yeah, it was like... That's a neat concept. What if right after this story had been written, oh. somebody had adapted it to a film with the technology of 1920-whatever? Old-timey movies. Yeah. Uh, Battleship Potemkin style. Exactly, that's, yeah. That's, that's a cool thought. And that provided a nice workaround for... How shitty the effects would be if those same kind of effects were used in a modern film. Right, right. It's all just, uh, yeah, just sculpy and, yeah. uh, yeah. Guys um, in suits, fucking rubber tentacles. <laughs> matte paintings pretending to be landscapes. Absolutely matte paintings pretending to be straight up non-Euclidean landscapes. That's a good idea. Yeah, no, it, it, it's surprisingly effective. Uh-huh. But, like, that's the thing. Most Lovecraft films are made not just as independent films, but as straight-up amateur films. Sure. Like, you know, guys who make little fan films and stuff in their backyards with, you know, their, their dad's camera and stuff. I feel like it's probably uh, an unspoken rule in Hollywood studios that you just don't do Lovecraft. I Lovecraft mean, is... His books are... Well, his stories, he only wrote one thing that could really fit as just a book, one novella, you know. Right. But his stories are enormously wordy, Mm -hmm. enormously reliant on a handful of pet words. Right. Like non-Euclidean and gibbering and cyclopean. And gibbous. Ah, yes, yes. Yeah. So, you know, right there, that's, that's a problem. But they're also extremely special effects heavy if you're adapting them to film. That's true, but they're always secondary special effects heavy. Like, yeah. I, I, for example, one of the most famous uh, Lovecraft stories, Call of Cthulhu, right? The actual story is it's a guy who's writing about other people's experiences. Yeah. He finds his, like, dead uncle's notes and his newspaper clippings and interviews with other people who saw things, mm-hmm. and then he interviews... The ultimate chapter is he interviews a seaman who also saw some horrible things because he found a a newspaper clipping in Australia and then he read his account after he died. At no point does the actual protagonist of the story see anything weird. Absolutely not. He's basically just a reporter. Yeah. So, and that's a that's a weird structure to make a movie with. I mean, you, I feel like you could pull it off with like the interview with a vampire structure, like you know, I all framed around a single interview. Yeah, and you could you could have vignettes too. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, you could you could he could start narrating, and then you could cut to the actual scene. But like, I mean, there was a Dunwich horror movie in the seventies, and that was not enough like the story at all. I believe it. Like, you know how in the Fantastic Four movie, Galactus was just a ball of gas? Uh-huh. It was like that level of just copping the fuck out. Well, it wasn't... I mean... It, Don't give me that it was the 70s. Make it ugly. Make it a fucking puppet. <laughs> I just mean the Galactus thing is more Galactus never fully arrived at Earth. Like, they got rid of him before he, he had the full brunt, so you couldn't see well, the ridiculous space giant. 
Well, I but, wanted to, okay? We all wanted to. Yeah, well, yeah, it was a cop-out, but that movie sucked ass. Yeah, it did. Yeah. And if you cop out on Lovecraft, your movie's going to suck ass. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, John Carpenter has been trying to make at the Mountains of Madness for years. Uh, Guillermo del Toro, more recently, has also been trying to make at the Mountains of Madness for years. I was going to say, del Toro would be my first pick because... Frankly, because of what he did with uh, 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 Hellboy 2. Uh, yes, exactly. You know, like, I mean, his, Hellboy 2 is an impressive film. The, the Hellboy movies and uh, yeah, Pan's Labyrinth and now... Uh, right. And so, yeah, I mean, he has an eye for the grotesque. Right. Uh, Pacific Rim proves he has an eye for the very big and otherworldly. Absolutely. You know, and... Yeah. I think he would be a good choice, but again, he keeps getting shot down on this one again and again and again, like, ah, nobody's going to want this. And that's one of the Lovecraft stories that, frankly, has enough incident in it. Uh, yeah, that one has an actual, the protagonist actually goes out and has an adventure and yeah. goes, sees everything Yeah, we, we actually see monsters in that one. A lot of monsters. And they are actually described, as opposed to just being, you know, oh, it was... Too horrible to even describe my old friend, you know? Right. Uh, no, no, we see that shit. Yeah, and, and and just to give people a better, you know, kind of uh, perspective on exactly what we're talking about and mm -hmm. why it's hard to do Lovecraft. Mm -hmm. So, H.P. Uh, uh, Lovecraft, his kind of most famous stories, he wrote a lot of horror stories. A lot. Uh, you know, a lot of them pulpy. I mean, most of them are good, but a lot of it's like mysterious horror, ghosts, yeah. Demons, all kinds of shit. But you know, his, ev evil hounds and such. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the thing he's really remembered for is his uh, Great Old Ones, Elder Gods, you know, Cthulhu-type uh, mythos. Yeah, about, so you know, a group of impossibly ancient, maybe divine, maybe just very big and powerful and alien beings that have actually not taken an interest in Earth at all. It's just kind of occasionally in their way well in in at the mountains of madness right yes yeah uh is kind of the one where he develops it the most and and lovecraft specifically stated because uh people like august or Leth wanted to kind of like canonize it yeah and make specific things that they could build on mm -hmm. and lovecraft flat out said I'm not laying down any, like, rules for myself. I'm going to make shit up as I go along. I'm just, yeah. I'm interested in the specific story as I'm telling it. I don't care if they contradict. Suck it, J.J. Abrams. Right? Yeah. Um, but in At the Mountains of Madness, the, the great old ones are described as having colonized Earth literally a couple of billion years ago. Right, right. And building cities and everything, and even having wars with other colonizing aliens. Yeah. Also, way, way back, like, pre-dinosaur times. Yeah, no. Yeah. Like, the uh, the Yithians perfected time travel by projecting their consciousness backwards and possessing people and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 So, it's it's less about having an interest in Earth and, and having happened prior to... Any Earth we think about. Yeah. You know, not just people, but no mammals, no, not even major land reptiles. Yeah. It's like, here's a, a young feral planet, uh, we like it, we're gonna take yeah. it. And, it's like, you know, hey, here's a planet with, uh, some bacteria and maybe the beginnings of some fish. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, and, who, who's gonna stop us? We're aliens, we're super advanced. Yeah, and even, even in some of his stories, uh, he, he, uh, talks about the great old ones dabbling in some form of genetic engineering. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, uh, 
you know, he hints at, well, they made the fish because uh, their minions like to eat it, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. But the, 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 like, the great old ones are, are uh, described as these, like, um, these, like, five-sided, like, almost plant monsters. Yeah, they look like big seed pods with, like, weird little flippers. Yeah. Yeah. But they've, yeah, they've also got, like, wings and tentacles yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And then, and then the Shoggoths are these amorphous blobs that they can actually, like, manipulate to take different shapes and, like, perform tasks. Yeah, they're, like, living automatons. Yeah. So he has he has these aliens who have these bioengineered ser- or servants. Mm-hmm. Like, and when was he writing this? The twenties, the thirties? Uh, long, yeah, long time. Pretty ago. much. Yeah, 20s, the nineteen twenties, thirties. Yeah, yeah. He 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 died kind of young, but you know. well, but but still, you know, I mean, that's a big deal. Hey, look, we have bioengineered slave race. You know, who who was thinking of that at the time? Yeah, he predates a, a lot of the pulp sci-fi that that borrowed a lot of ideas and and made them more sciency. Yeah, because because Lovecraft's whole thing was these ancient horrors from space developed, you know, scientifically and and evolutionarily so much earlier than anything on Earth. Yeah. That by now, it's like the Arthur C. Clarke law. They're basically magic gods because yeah. they're that advanced. Well, yeah, yeah. You know. And by the time... Because he's writing about primarily people in New England in the early 20th century. Well, it's where he lived. It's what he knew. Yeah. And... New England has a, a larger than average amount of uh, urban legends about the weird inbred family on the edge of town. That's true. Yeah, it's weird because New England hasn't been around that long. Well, it's, it's like four hundred years. Been around longer than the rest of America. Well, yeah. So, <laughs> but by the time uh, uh, his characters are happening. This stuff is so far in the distant past that it, it's only it, it, people are digging up these tiny fragments of lost secrets. Yeah, you know, um, and that's a, that's a running motif. Yeah, the 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 insignificance of what we are in our little window of time. Yeah, the just the the, the magnitude of time scales mm-hmm. of things that make you feel like an insect. Yeah. Like Batman versus Superman. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. See? It See? dovetails nicely. It does. I mean, you could do what I, I it's it would be impossible to actually pull off no one would do it correctly. Yeah. But it would be it would be fun to play around with like a uh uh, uh more Lovecraftian motif in Batman versus Superman, right? Okay. You know, like uh uh I don't know. Kryptonian tentacles. I, I I don't have anywhere real to go with this. I no, just I'm thinking awful. out loud, and it goes you're not, nowhere. You're not doing a great job of it. Here's the thing: it, it, it's a moot point because I don't have ten years to go on Neil Gaiman and come up with something genius. Okay, fine. And uh, Hollywood never would care anyway. So fuck it. Okay. So yeah. anyway, on the flip side of this discussion, because mm-hmm. we were asked to talk about two things. Okay. In Japan. They love seeing tentacles going in butts. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, uh, I, I mean, guess. I don't know if that's really as universally loved as they say. I I feel like this is a, a, a tiny, tiny segment of fetishism that, because it's weird, yeah. people think happens more often than it does. Yeah, it's one of, I mean, like, I'm sure most of the porn in Japan is super boring. It's just regular people, you know, fucking. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's, you know, that's your basic porn. People fucking. Yeah, and who cares? You know, I I can see that at home. Sure. You know, 
So what? Right. Yeah, people do that all the time. Look at how many people there are. Yeah. But at, at some point, some innovator mm-hmm. in Japan realized uh-huh. if we uh, if we draw a picture of people doing it instead of taking a photo, right? they can do shit that's impossible. Okay, that's fair. And nobody gets hurt because it's a drawing. Right. Like, because, I mean, I don't know. I, I assume sticking a tentacle in someone can't be, you know, there has to be some kind of infection risk. Um, I mean, I wouldn't recommend experimenting with it. No, certainly. No, I'm not going to do that. Seems like a bad time. Yeah. 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 So I I feel like somebody in Japan worked that out. I mean, to be fair, humans worked that out pretty early. I mean, I feel like, I feel like the limitless possibilities of art happened, uh, 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 in general in the public, in the human consciousness. Somewhat earlier than the guy who wanted to stick a tentacle in a fisherman's wife. Well, okay, yes. like there are there are clearly paintings and sculptures and all sorts of other artwork that 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 vastly predate this stuff that also have impossible things. No, they're straight up porn and cave paintings, man. I mean, like there is. Yeah, I mean, look at look at ancient paintings of like griffins and dragons and stuff. Yeah, what Those... did that eagle do to that lion? Yeah, there's there's no such thing as a griffin. You know, it's not like those went extinct in the 1100s. No. Yeah. No, a lion and an eagle had to do it. Right. It was horrible. Yeah. Just so. feather and all over the place and, yeah, anyway. Yeah. Um, I'm looking, look at the Greek gods. Zeus is just running around fucking animals and shit. He's and, not fucking animals, he's turning into animals and people are fucking him. Right. Well, it's not better. That's <laughs> not better. Or, like, he, he fucks some kind of beast and then it spawns another kind of beast. Yeah, well, didn't Pegasus just fly out of some lady's stomach? Oh, probably. Or something? Yeah, I assume so. I don't know, it's like a flying horse and it came out of a god lady and... And because she was fucked by a man bull. I don't remember the details of Greek mythology. That sounds real. It sounds real. Yeah. Is the point. (laughs) But the thing is, all right, tentacle porn is weird and don't try it in real life. But it's like, it's not the only weird shit fuck game in art. No, not at all. No, that's the thing. If you draw something, it doesn't matter if it's impossible. That's true. So, yeah, you can, I mean, that's... Hell, you know, just in general, the whole world of fan fiction and fan art that we were making fun of a while ago. Uh huh. And in most episodes. Often, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, it's like, oh man, you know what I want to see is Shaggy jerking off Scooby Doo. You can make this happen. Yeah, you can draw that. You can sit down and draw that right now. Everyone can get a pen and paper. Do it. Yeah, this is, this is a civilization. You can get pen and paper. Not joking, that's your homework for next week's podcast. You don't have to. Send them in. <laughs> to topicsatthebeak.org. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm ready. All right. Yeah. So uh, we'll post a gallery if you actually do that. Or or Instagram that shit and tweet it to Johnny at, at the beak. Yes. Don't tweet it to me. No. You can tweet, you can follow me at, at Doc Heisenberg, but don't send me your... Scooby-Doo porn. Your Scooby-Doo porn. Yeah, but I don't, do send it to me. Uh, yeah, that's that's what's happening. Yeah, send to Johnny, not Doc. No, we're we're clear on that. We're getting weird with this. I'm we're ready. Clear, we clear on who wants Scooby Doo porn, and it's not me. I don't want it. I just feel it's necessary. I, I feel like you want people to go down that road. I do. It's okay. not about it's not about what they make. It's just the fact that they made it is what's important. Okay, you want you want to you want to inspire people to have that experience. Yes, to go to to seek out. 
that particular aspect of life. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Well, the point it's is your own cosmic horror. Yes. Yeah. The point is, <laughs> you know, it it was just a magical co- uh, confluence of forces where you know Lovecraft normalized tentacles in horror literature, uh-huh. and then Japan was like, you know, we've got a booming comics industry and a booming comics porn industry, right? And just a little Rule Thirty Four happening. If it exists, there is porn of it. Lovecraft wrote about big slobbery tentacle monsters. Yeah. Ergo, somebody wants to fuck them. I'll give you that. That's fair. And so... Yeah. There's a market. Or, or, if somebody doesn't want to fuck them, someone wants to see them fucking something. Yeah. Yeah. You know, whatever. People, like, hollowed out pumpkins, whatever. Right. You know? I mean, sure. If it's got a tentacle hole, <laughs> stick a tentacle in it. <laughs> Well, that's the attitude. That's, that's, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that is not a good candidate for your new catchphrase. <laughs> Too bad. Johnny Good Times, if it's got a tentacle hole, dot, dot, dot. Stick a tentacle in it. Yeah, that's on your business, that's on your business card now. If it's got a tentacle hole, then it's I, just your phone number. <laughs> Give that out at parties. People will call me when they see, like... That's the thing, though. People won't know what that means. <laughs> no. Like, if a hole opens up... But it up, doesn't mean anything good. If a hole opens up in the ground and a tentacle monster comes out of it, uh-huh. I'm not prepared to deal with that. But somebody might see that business card and be like, I think that's what he's talking about. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, like in, like, whenever there's, like, some kind of monster-busting show, and it's like, there's only one person. You know, it's it's Angel Investigations or something. Yeah, It's yeah. like, you're the guy who deals with weird shit. And yeah. then and then they end up getting you. Yeah. And it's like, you're just some weirdo. No, that's not what the business card really was about. <laughs> it was a dirty joke. Yeah. I, 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 and then and then suddenly you're the guy who has to hunt monsters, and guess what? You don't have any powers or special skills for monster hunting. No. Yeah. No, I don't know what kills a monster. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. You're going to see something really cool... Before you die? Yeah. But you're gonna die. Oh, absolutely. Because you're not qualified to hunt monsters. No. So it's like, do you want to see the cool, unique thing before you die? Knowing that the the die part will happen very quickly. No, someone's gonna take a picture of it. Fuck that. No. In fact, if you're gonna call me up to hunt some monsters, because apparently I do that now, great, thanks. Yeah, you're stuck now. It's like, out there. Send along a picture of it first, and not just a picture of just the monster. Have it next to something so I can tell how big it is. <laughs> it would be nice to have a sense of scale. A common yeah. object, like a, a nickel or a dog. Yeah. Yeah. I something. mean, if it's if it's next to a nickel and it's it's tiny, I'm like, okay. <laughs> I could probably step on it. Yeah, no, that's I can handle this. Like, that's not a monster. That's calamari. Yeah. Yeah. And but, that's delicious. Yeah. Yeah. But if it's next to, like, the Empire State Building... Absolutely not. No. You guys are handling that one solo. (laughs) That's why we have an army. Yeah. Yeah. Actually. Why would you even call me and not them? (laughs) Yeah. They have, like, fighter planes. In fact, why are they not dealing with that? (laughs) They probably would. The army's probably not going to call you. Why would they? (laughs) I don't even think I'm on their radar. I don't think so either. No. Yeah. No, that would be foolish of them. It would, it would. But one, but uh, some some roguish uh, lieutenant found your business card. And... You know, that's the thing. Okay, uh, in a movie, yeah, some crazy lieutenant would find my business card and be like, "This guy might be our last chance." You know, yeah. in real life, 
the, the lieutenant would say that, and they would fire him. Yeah, they'd be like... Dishonorably discharge him, whatever. Or they'd at least tell him to go sit down. Yeah, they'd be like, I yeah. don't think you're going on this mission. Yeah, we're not going to do that. Yeah, you know, you yeah. you don't get to hunt the monster anymore. That was yeah. a terrible idea. Yeah. Go to the brig or whatever. Yeah. Back to base. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they call it the brig. I don't know army stuff. Um, <laughs> I think that's more on like boats. Or whatever, you know? Yeah. Maybe like, you got to fight a monster on a boat. You don't know. Yeah, sure. Pacific Rim. Yeah, they were whatever. robots. Yeah, but it, they were on, I think they were on boats before they got on robots. Well. There's, a, there's at least one boat in that movie. Well, they're in the ocean. Yeah. That's how you get around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's where boats go. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. Okay, fine. Whatever. <laughs> the point is I wouldn't be qualified to pilot one of those. I agree. You know, I wouldn't be qualified to drive the boat that carries one of those either. I agree. Yeah. I'm not qualified for the monster hunting racket. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. You're barely qualified to do the shit you actually do. Yeah, no. Yeah. I, I, I don't even know if this, is, this counts as a real podcast. I don't know. Yeah, it does. Okay, Because fine. the podcast is just people talking to a microphone. Uh, m- moral of the story... Yeah. ...is, uh, if it exists, there's porn of it. That's the moral of the story. Yeah. You know? Somebody wanted to, to bang Cthulhu, and, you know, somebody else decided, good idea. Uh, yeah. Um, and if you'd like to learn more about H.P. Lovecraft, uh, many of his excellent short story collections are sold in bookstores. Go read some. And a bunch of them are just on the internet, and, like, nobody's doing anything about it. Not even, like, uh, like torrents or anything, just, like, right on websites. Yeah, you can just read it. Yeah. It's, there's good stories. You can even get them for free, or, or, uh, consult your local library. Yeah, if you still have one, God bless you. you yeah, know? and if you want to learn more about Japanese tentacle porn, I don't want to hear about it. No. No. But you can find that shit on the internet, too. Yeah, just Google. I don't care. Everywhere. Just type that in and you'll have it. I mean, there's movies, feature-length fucking animated films. Yeah, but if we're doing a watch this, not that scenario, watch H.P. Lovecraft, not tentacle porn. Yeah, no. I mean, you're going to learn more about tentacles from probably Lovecraft. I I, I don't really know if you'd actually learn more about tentacles from Lovecraft. It's it's a better story. It's a better story. It's it's a better story. You'll, You'll feel smarter and less dirty. You'll know where all the movies you like stole their ideas from. Yeah, and yeah. probably all the horror writers that you like stole everything from. Also, yes. Yeah. So, uh... All right. Get on that, Internet. Okay, have fun. Have a good breakfast. All right. A good, tentacly, slimy, sloppy fucking breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Good luck with that, you ding-dongs. <laughs> <laughs> This has been a production of the Beak Podcasting Network. Visit thebeak.org to learn more about this and other quality podcasts. Seriously, guys, so awesome.